Welcome to the Core Podcast, brought to you by Core to Cloud. We talk about all things cybersecurity, about the latest technologies, the insights, the learnings, and also a little bit about our culture in this ever-evolving environment. I'm Kelly, and I head up the marketing department. And I'm Phil from the technical team, and we're going to take you through all our technology in a really interesting way. Phil talks technical, why I keep it lighthearted and remove all the jargon. We also have a selection of guest speakers, including a few people popping in from the Quarter Cloud team. So let's dive in. Ragu, thank you for joining me in the podcast. Thank you for coming in person because I haven't actually done many podcasts in person recently. Oh, Most of them have been virtual. Um, for anybody listening, could you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, you um, Kelly, it's an absolute pleasure to be here, first thank of all. You. Uh, I don't think I would have visited Siren Sister otherwise. Um, <laughs> it's not so it's on not, not Great, on the great to be in yeah. the castle. Definitely the most unique um, uh, office space I've been to. Um, mm. Not just on the outside, but also on the inside yeah. as well. So it's fantastic to be here. Um, so yeah, my my name is Raghunanda Kumara. I'm Senior Director for Solutions Marketing at Lumio. Um, but probably most interesting for yourself and your listeners is that prior to Lumio, I spent 15 years in the financial services industry, um, working in a variety of network security roles. So I've run security infrastructure, right, perimeter infrastructure in particular. Um, I've deployed it to support various business projects. I've engineered solutions for a global bank. I've run cloud security engineering teams. And given we're here to, today, I suppose, to talk about micro-segmentation, mm-hmm. I've driven a fairly large and significant micro-segmentation program. Um, so, yeah, so I th- I'm a passionate advocate of micro-segmentation and zero trust. Okay. Um, but not for not just for the sake of everyone should do micro-segmentation, mm. but from the perspective of it solves real problems for organizations and measurably reduces their exposure risk. And that's why I think it's, it's important and actually achievable. Okay. And we'll I'm, get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm going to roll back even further uh child teenage you how did you get into networking because i know people ask me this like uh, cyber security is a complete absolute stumble accident for me but how about you was there of course as a child of the 80s and um in the teens and the early 90s mm. i always wanted to be a cisco engineer no i'm a <laughs> <laughs> that was your poster I, on the that, wall that, absolutely i want to be i want to be a ccie Right, um, <laughs> and I had the Cisco logo on my yeah on my bedroom wall. Um, no, um, I mean I I basically got really interested in um, in information security when okay. I was doing my undergrad degree in computer science. Okay, um, got got really interested in it. Was fortunate enough to be sort of um, um, sort of lectured by Ross Anderson, who is. Um, one of the sort of the UK's and actually global foremost authorities on security engineering, and okay. he's probably written one of the the, the key textbooks on that. Mm. Um, and then um, and then when I kind of did my um, my sort of my masters, right, sort of again did more of a focus on uh, on information security, right. Okay. And um, and in fact, like when I took sort of joined a graduate program, 
straight out of uni, I, I remember saying to um, the, the the company that offered me a role, I said, "I'll if you give me a role in cybersecurity, I'll take it. If you give me a role in any other area of technology, I'm not really interested. That this is kind of my area of passion. Right. So um, yeah, I mean, they clearly sort of thought, oh, maybe this guy's got something, uh, and and gave me that role. And really, I've just basically been doing job jobs that I really enjoy. Okay. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be doing that now for about 19 years. Okay, so you re- you did quite know then, like that you as at uni that it was your your interest though. Oh uh, uh, yeah, very interested in it. Um, and 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 then just sort of was lucky enough to be able to really follow that through because yeah. it's not. I know that the majority of people, um, colleagues, peers, etc., who are now sort of leaders in the security industry, mm. didn't sort of come into their but- career, start their careers, saying. I'm going to be in cyber. Yeah. Right. The, 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 the path has been, has been very like different to mm. that. Okay. So you take your graduate, you start that role. Um, and what we were saying, we were talking about micro segmentation. So, and zero trust and that you're an advocate for that. Mm-hmm. Could you explain a little bit more about what you mean by, and your experience and why that's made you led yeah, that way? So uh, when I say an advocate, I'm, I'm not a, um, I, I like to think of myself as a, a uh, a practical security engineer okay. as opposed to a um an idealist mm-hmm. right um and i think that your the best way to build um and continuously improve your security posture is to look for what is the next obvious easy problem i can solve right okay. that is going to give me a clear uplift a step change in my security posture mm-hmm. right and um, and if you kind of look at if you look today, right, sort of at the at sort of the most common threats that exist, um, and we see it reported now in not just in sort of tech media, right, but in sort of popular media, right. You can yeah. click on BBC.com or or wherever, and there'll be a ransomware story, yeah, yeah. right, um, or there'll be sort of a uh, a data loss story, right, yeah. and you kind of and you and you sort of. And you think, right, okay, right, well, these exist. And to the point where, why do they keep happening, right? What mm. is it, what is it, what is the commonality that links um, all of these ransomware attacks? Like, why were they successful? Mm. And, you, and, and you, you sort of break it down. And typically what you'll find is it's the same, it's the lack of the same controls, right, that okay. lead to a lot of these attacks being successful. So it is not that, it is not that, let's say, an attack that that Im, uh, impacted one organization today right that the new attack that takes place to de- today sorry yesterday the new attack that takes place today that the attackers had to cook up something brand new yeah. right that is completely different no it's the same thing that keeps right mm-hmm. it's the same weaknesses in the defenses that attackers continue to exploit mm-hmm. right so what is the what is from a from a defense perspective right it's really should be thinking, okay, what is it? What are the easy wins? Me as a defender, yeah. right? As a practitioner, what are the easy wins that that I could go and put in place, right? The the like it's never gonna it's never gonna be perfect, right? Um, like history shows us that a attacker that is persistent enough will find yeah. a way to compromise the best defense, right? That the history has shown us that. Yeah. And it's no and it's no different in cyber warfare. But uh, as a defender, the job is really to make it as difficult as possible, yeah. right? So that 
you are no longer the prime target, right? And the attacker sort of says, actually, this is too, this is not worth my time and effort. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go and target someone else. Easier target. The, the easier target. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what is that, right? So you t- you kind of look at, um, you look at sort of the, the fundamentals, right? Start off with, right? Good sort of asset and inventory management, right? Good vulnerability and threat management, like patching, etc. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of basics. Good yep. identity management. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what do you do? Okay, well we've kind of we we think about sort of defense and depth, right? You you've got sort of a a well managed perimeter, right? But like, okay, what do we do after that? Well, then you you kind of you 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 look you look at sort of and those are things that we've been doing for a number of years, yeah. right? And that and they have their value, but still attackers manage to get in. Right. Yeah. Still. Right. So why is it? Well, because ultimately, again, right. Going back to that thing is that at some point a defense will fail. Right. Some some control will fail and the attack will find their way in. Once they're in, what do they do? Well, that's how ransomware spreads. Right. Mm-hmm. Once they establish that initial foothold, they then essentially have the the freedom of um uh, of the network, of the environment to spread. Yeah. Right? So what's the next natural thing to do? Well, let's contain that right mm-hmm. let's let's look let's look at ways about how we can restrict that access so that even if they get in they can't get much further than the first or second second host yeah right? so that that's kind of where and you kind of sort of like um we're talking about sort of zero trust and and um and zero trust concerns and zero trust controls really um i know we were having this conversation earlier um really sort of start from that point right assume the attacker gets in Assume that that mm-hmm. unexpected assume happens. Assume the worst is about assume to go. The, assume the worst has happened, will happen, right? And it doesn't need to be, uh, as we said, uh, as I was speaking to you earlier, it doesn't need to be a um, um, a malicious act, right? It could be just one of your own staff, right? One of your own staff misconfiguring a change, yeah, right? Yeah. It's it's as easy as that. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then how do you ensure that the impact of that? is as reduced as possible, right? So contain contain the spread, contain the threat. And that's really where, um, that's kind of what the basis of sort of why zero trust is an effective approach to security, right? Because if you think about what, what once an attacker is in the network, they then say, okay, they then look to exploit access that they have, yeah. privileges that they have access to. Mm-hmm. Right or privileges that they can escalate to, mm-hmm. in order to go and do the next thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're able to reduce that imp- that sort of that default access, that default set of privileges. Right. If you make it difficult for them to to exploit that, that again goes back to make it more difficult for that attack to be successful. You contain the attack. The attacker is limited in the impact that they can cause. Yeah. Your your resi- you you improve your resilience, and ultimately, obviously, reduce the chance you're going to have to pay the ransomware or expensive sort of recovery operation, and hopefully, the attacker goes elsewhere, right? And yeah. that that's kind of what well, ultimately, what sort of the like what zero trust is is really aiming to do is mm-hmm. by reducing that implicit trust, right? That essentially giving that free trust within your environment is to do that, right? Now. I think the challenge is that people look at it and say, "Oh, well, that's really difficult to do, right? How do I how do I go and like remove trust everywhere and only grant like uh, and and go into all that effort to identify figuring out what exactly I need yeah. and 
what exactly needs to talk to what, etc. And I think that's a bit of where the myth is and where the the wrong perception is, is that adopting zero trust is hard. Or if okay. you associate, and we'll probably get onto this about mm-hmm. segmentation, associating micro-segmentation with zero trust and zero trust is hard, micro-segmentation is hard, hard. I should go and do something else. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is kind of where we... With a bit of the title is that micro segmentation can be painful, mm-hmm. can be a bit of a a, a long process. Um, it's yeah, it can be quite. So for some of the things that people have put in from what we've got feedback from people talking mm-hmm. about and, and talking about the topic that it generally is quite complex. It requires a deep understanding of the network architecture, how traffic flows, and it can be really complex. And it requires a lot of knowledge and expertise. And really, as we know, as an industry, there isn't probably enough of us experts anyway. Mm-hmm. So the headache of this already sounds a bit of a headache. Now, you've done these projects. Yep. Do you, do you empathize with some of these comments when, when, when we're talking to people about micro-segmentation? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Completely empathize with them, right? Because if if you look at it as a... If you approach it from the perspective of... I'm going to do micro-segmentation, mm-hmm. right? And you break down what micro-segmentation involves, yes. right, as as an approach, as a process. Of course, it's hugely daunting, right? And it can seem for a number of very reasonable um, sort of reasons, mm-hmm. right, um, it, it it can seem it, it can it can be challenging, right? Mm. And that starts with well, what what has the traditional approach been to segmentation? It's been a very network based approach, right? Okay. I need to segment. I need to carve up my network. Okay. Right. Well, carving up a network means you need to update the network architecture. You need to re-architect the network, right? And carve it up into whatever segments you need in order to give you the security posture that you need today, right? Right. Well, what happens that next week a new requirement comes along and you now need to resegment your network because the segments you just created, right, no longer provide you with the, the security you need. Well, you need to resegment again, right? And then yeah. that's another, that's a complexity. But every time you segment, you need to understand all of your dependencies and all of your, uh, like, um, like what 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 is what requires connectivity to what, and configuring all of all the rules, etc. And particularly when you're trying to do this in an existing brownfield environment, where a lot of the time we're retrofitting existing environments in order uh, in order to uplift the security, right? Because if you let's say think of uh, of a bank, mm-hmm. right? Um, Sort of 2017, Swift came along. The, the sort of the Swift requirements around sort of securing, uh, improving the security around Swift infrastructure and banks. Yeah. Uh, on the back of um, the the compromise of the Swift, Swift infrastructure in 2016, came along, and the requirements were okay. You need to essentially, in a nutshell, is Swift infrastructure needs to be segmented from the rest of um, rest of the infrastructure yeah. in the organization, uh, and and access to it should be very controlled. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So, um, so that essentially, and that infrastructure in a lot of a uh, lot of banks has been running not for like a couple of years. It's been running for like quite a number of years, right? So you can only imagine the number of interdependencies that infrastructure has got, yeah, right. Um, and to to sort of carve all of that out is a, is a massive task. So, however, 
let, 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 going back to the question, right? The the challenge is both in terms of what the traditional approach entailed, but also it's about when 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 organizations say we want to do micro segmentation, right? Micro segmenting what? Right? Okay, what it's, it, too, it's too vague just to it, say it's micro segmenting. Too, it's, too, it's, it's too vague. It's yeah. absolutely too vague, right? Okay. It's and like with any um with any any security project, there's gotta be a very clear there's got to be a very clear specification of what the scope of it of, of is, mm-hmm. what the out, what the expected outcome is, and how you're going to measure success of that, right? Okay. So saying I want to do micro segmentation doesn't mean anything, and by definition, it is it is already a extremely difficult task, right? Simply right. because you've not defe- you, you've not defined it clearly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the perception. That microsegmentation has to mean it's one of the it, microsegmentation is one of the worst in my perception is in my uh, is one of the worst defined terms that we have and it's okay. kind of all, almost it's it has a definition by by default right okay like people have just just sort of when they talk about microsegmentation they they just assume that okay well it's at a very granular level. I mean, it sounds like you're talking, it's got micro in front of it. It's got micro in front yeah. of it because someone else has put macro in front of it as well and then said, okay, well, macro must be large segments, right? Well, what do we mean by large, right? At a country level, at a at a oh, data right. center level, yeah, yeah. right? Production and uh, non-production. And then yeah. micro is smaller than whatever macro is. Well, if if mac- macro is at the country level, then what is micro at the data center level, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah. It's, 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 it's still it's, big. It's still so micro. It's essentially, it's very poorly defined. That's my yeah, yeah. my first thing, right? Which is probably why people do bury their head in the sands, and when it, people it, ask it, it, they're like, "I exactly. don't really know what you're, what you're it, asking me." Exactly. So, but so it, the, the definition is poor, and then also, um, people don't really think about what is the outcome I'm trying to achieve, right? And I think that's the important part, less so than getting hung up on the definition, is what is the outcome you're trying to achieve and why. Right. So start off with okay. This is what I'm trying to achieve. This mm-hmm. is the this is the clear outcome. I have a critical application that I need to go, and and this set of workloads is running my critical application. Yeah. Right. And a regulatory requirement or a risk review or whatever it may be. Right. Has recommended that in order to reduce the threat to this critical application, which would then impact. Which, if compromised, would impact my 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 business in in this way, mm-hmm. right? It could result in sort of loss of revenue or loss of trust or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, right? As a result of that, the recommendation is is that this application is segmented from the rest of my environment. Okay, that is now a very clear requirement. Yeah. There is a very clear outcome. Okay, with that now now how do we solve this problem? The way we can solve this problem is using segmentation, right? So we have a very clear sort of problem that we're trying to solve, mm-hmm. right? And we have a clear way of solving the problem, which is through segmentation. Right. The next thing. So now that I know that I have a very focused thing, right, application that I'm going to go and try and protect, yeah. what do I need in order to segment that, right? So this is where I need to build an understanding of its dependencies. Okay, right? So that's where you collect as much telemetry as possible about the things that this application is interacting with, right? Upstream, downstream dependencies. Build a picture, 
right? Yeah. Build a picture of that. And the question, the question then comes is, okay, well, how much data do I need, right? Yeah. How, how many, like, how many days worth of data? How many weeks worth of data? That's a great question for the application owners, right? How much, how much time, right? And you know what? There is no right answer to this. Okay. okay. It's it's simply it's it's a question of as an application owner, how much, how many days, weeks, months worth of data do you need to have a high confidence that you are able to make good decisions? Right. Okay. Yeah. And I have executed segmentation projects where application owners have been fully engaged, mm -hmm. right? And that's another important thing. That they're engaged with you. The engagement has to be there, right? So a lot of segmentation projects and a lot of, I mean, security projects in general, right? Mm -hmm. I don't just pick on segmentation. Security projects in general. Why is it that they that they don't re yield the return that you're expecting? A lot of the time, it's not because the technology fails, right? Okay. It's because the organizations that are deploying it hasn't made the effort to get the mandate by the mandate it's like a clear understanding of why this has to be done mm -hmm. and engagement with all the relevant stakeholders so that they are they are informed they are bought into it and, it, and yeah, hence yeah. they're going to engage and that 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 in my opinion is right whether it's your micro segmentation project or whether it's deployment of some other security capability if you don't have that right you you can buy whatever you want it's uh, yeah I mean, it always goes back to the people, processes, and technology piece, doesn't it? Absolutely. Like, all, all elements have to be on board. Everyone has to be at the table. Absolutely. They might not 100% agree, but they have to have consensus or buy it, into the project it, or a little bit. Like, exactly. It's kind of like, uh, uh, I think it was, um, I, don't, I don't know if it was Amazon AWS, but it comes from sort of some um, sort of management uh, thing that, like, disagree and commit. Yeah. Right? You may not agree with it, but at least but, commit that you're going to take action. Yeah, and then you're part of the journey it, and you're it, going to be part of it. it. Exactly. But going back to this, right, it's the agree on what is, like, what are the challenges? Like, oh, you, you kind of said, oh, microsegment is really difficult, right? One of the challenges is that is, like, how much data do I need, right? Mm. And that really goes back to, it, it's a question that it's how much data do you need to have a high level of confidence that you've captured everything, mm. right? And I've worked with application teams that have said, in non-production, I need one week of data is enough. In production, two weeks of data is enough, right? Taken an application from having absolutely no segmentation to being fully segmented, that particular application, in six weeks. Non-production and production environment, right? So, which is pretty quick. Yeah. Versus other applications that are more critical, Yeah. right? Where they've said, well, I need a month's worth of data for non-production and a quarter, so three months worth of data, data yeah. for production. Okay, fine, right? But so so that that's fine, right? Uh, establish those those requirements, right? Don't like don't walk like as much as possible up front, work with the known, right? Mm. We're going to have we're going to use this much data, right? We're going to it's going to take us this long to gather it, which means it's going to take us this long to put it into um like write the policies and put it into um like uh implement those controls, right? That's that. It's important to establish that up front. The other thing is, is that particularly if you're working with a an existing application, mm -hmm. right, a brownfield uh, like a brownfield environment, right, you'll do all the things to validate policy before you go and hit this flip the switch, right? Absolutely, and 
um, some segmentation products, right? The better segmentation products give you the ability to essentially overlay policy on top of flows, right? right? Without breaking connections and yeah. to see what will happen, right? Mm -hmm. Will the lines all go green, right? Or will there still be some that are red that you need yeah. to go maybe investigate? Tweak. But you get get to a point where you say, you know what? I've got high confidence that I've got enough data and that the policies I've written ensure that my application does what it will do what it needs to. Okay, right. Take the plunge, flip the switch, mm -hmm. right? But be prepared that you'll need to make decisions on the fly in those first few days, right? Because you may not have captured everything, right? So be also practical in like, what does it look like post-deployment, right? It, you've got to say, okay, I accept that something might break, right? But here is my kind of my plan to quickly remediate that. Of course, but it's like anything in life in the sense of you can think of, compare it to like a football match, right? Yeah. They'll have a match plan where you're going to play, positions, Absolutely. there's their weaknesses, and then one of the guys gets a red card and they're with 10 men and they have exactly. to complete. Like you can have, as long as you've got um, a structure that gets you 90% of the way, you yeah. might have to tweak it. But I also feel like the way you explained that, where you were saying micro-segmentation is so broad, it's... It's a bit like someone coming to me and say, Kelly, can you secure the castle? Yeah. Too broad. No one's giving me really much information. Whereas you walk in and say, Kelly, the room, or oh, this room on the left-hand side with two entrances, um, a window, you know, it's got it's got no light, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, it gives me like, okay, that's the room. Now I can assess the Ab room. Absolutely. And I think like you said, where maybe when we're talking to people about micro-segmentation, they're a little bit like, oh, that just sounds massive. And too yeah. broad but if you, if you pick something like that that makes it manageable 100 percent, right I, I think that and and i think often organizations get particularly where they don't really understand what what a what objective they're trying to meet yeah right is that they just think oh you know what this is like we need to have zero trust security capabilities right or we need to have micro segmentation okay Right, that's fine. Okay, Here, here's a micro-segmentation mm. um, technology. Right, we've got it. We have it all spun up. Okay. Tick. No, tick, tick. <laughs> no, but, but, but what are you doing, right? You, mm. you haven't really figured out, okay, this is what I need to go and protect, mm -hmm. right? That, and, and I think that's, it's really important to have a very clear objective. And the other thing is, again, right, going back to that definition of micro-segmentation, right? It's, you, you, it's not just about ring fencing an application right that's really kind of i'd say that that's really the the most sophisticated use of micro segmentation okay. is where you say i have this application or even like i have a web tier a database tier in my application and i want to ensure that all access into and out of it is completely least privileged right that is almost like the most sophisticated um and and sort of heavy lift application of Microsoft, but it gives you the most value, right? right? It gives you it gives you absolutely the best level of protection, right? Um, around that critical application, and in in some, um, in some case, we go back to the Swift example. It absolutely warrants it because if you don't do that, your counterparty who transacts with you over Swift can say, "Hey, show me your Swift compliance," yeah, and you don't have it, and they say, "Actually, we're we're not going to transact with yeah. you," right? Yeah. So, but. In other cases, for some organizations, like going back to your, your example of, right, okay, oh, you know what? Um, all, the, all the rooms in the castle, right? The doors are kind of um, are left too wide open. Mm -hmm. let's, let's ensure that they're, they're sort of all the doors are, are partially shut, 
right? Think of like a door in a okay. stable. Think of sure. a door in a stable, sure. right? Half a, shut, yeah, half okay. shut, yeah, half yeah. shut, right? Because um, a lot of the stuff that rolls along the ground, I don't want that to get in. Yeah. But for someone jump, all right, okay. Well, kind of. Um, I'm trying trying this analogy. I've just thought it up on the fly, right? No, it's good. But it's kind of like a a um, if you think about like how ransomware moves, mm-hmm. right? Ransomware typically leverages um, sort of commonly available open ports, yeah. Right. So RDP, SMB, NetBIOS, things that it just expects to be open mm. uh, on a typical sort of Windows environment or yeah. a network with sort of Windows uh, uh, workloads on it, right? Well, the majority of the time those those ports, those protocols are just not being used, right? Okay. So, like, may may like, so an easy sort of up leveling of your security posture would be, I'm gonna essentially block access to all of these, mm-hmm. right? Except for the, between the few workloads that actually need that access. So I've got a few exceptions because every rule has an exception. Yeah. But on the whole, I'm just gonna block this. Yeah. Right. It doesn't require a whole amount of investigation to do because you've got quite good confidence it's not used everywhere mm. and you can identify the few exceptions, mm-hmm. right? But again, you're using segmentation. You're not doing the uplifting of I need 90 days worth of data to go and figure out everything that my particular application needs. You're just looking and say, okay, where is RDP used on my network, yeah. right? Okay, it's it's open everywhere, but really only my administrators need to be able to RDP onto my Windows servers. So that's my exception rule. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to block RDP everywhere. Right, just a a it's it's you're using segmentation, right? Right, you're uh, you're segmenting because you're essentially you're you are in, in saying that RDP is only possible to this part between these two parts in my network. Everything else is inaccessible by RDP. I'm uplifting my security posture, right? And I've done that with a fairly simple and low effort activity, right? So yes. and it, but it, it's delivering a very clear outcome, and that's the key. And I think that shows your experience of doing those projects, and that, that you're able to. I think maybe all humans, like what you said, micro segmentation is too vague. So it's so broad. A team would look around the table and be like, "Well, where do you even yeah. begin with that?" But where you're going, no, you 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 pick a particular pain that you want to solve. You rent sense that pain. You sort that yep. out. You configure it. You get the right data. You know the plan. You test the plan. You put it to yep. practice. You do that bit, and then I guess you move on, Absolutely. right? You do the next one, and Absolutely. the next piece, or what the outcome is that was, and learn yep. from it. Whereas I think, like you say, when we are talking to people on the phones about microsegmentation or meeting them at events, it's just a too, it's just a too bigger thing. I mean, I I think you you used. A great word there, right? You said like, "What is the pain?" Right? Yeah. I, I would never start a conversation with, "Let me tell you about microsegmentation." No, it's right? just a bit too. I, I would start a conversation with, "What is your biggest pain in your environment today?" Right? From a risk perspective, from a cyber risk perspective, what are you most worried about? Mm-hmm. Right? What is your greatest pain? Okay, so we have a conversation about what your greatest pain yeah. is. Right? So, what would you most like? Like, if someone say, "Okay," Is a set, like which problem would you most likely to solve? Okay, so again, let's just say, um, getting a good understanding between how my OT environment, my IT environment are interconnected. Yep. Okay, that's your use case. That's what you want to understand. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's let's get visibility there. Let's help you get visibility of how 
your environment interacts and particularly let's get an understanding of how your OT and your IT environment interact with each other. Mm -hmm. What do we need to know for that? Well, all we need to know is we just need to know which devices are OT devices yeah. and which devices are IT devices. You don't really care whether you may not care. I mean, you probably want a bit more fidelity than that and saying, mm. okay, this is this type of OT device, this is that type of OT device, mm. and this is maybe a Windows server and this is a Linux server. You may, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, but let, let's say, so let's start with visibility, right? You don't need to write any security policy or anything like that. You just establish visibility, right? Get that, build that picture, build that picture of all the interdependencies, right? Then what's your next? What's the next outcome? Okay, mm. I want to establish separation between my OT and my IT uh, infrastructure. Yeah. There'll be a few points where they need to talk, right? But maybe uh, the OT talks with the ERP systems or something, yeah. right? So let's just let's 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 identify that, right? Here are the exceptions, and then let's let's separate OT from IT, mm. right? Let's write that, and then what do you want to do? Okay, now I want to start ring fencing some critical applications. Okay, right? Let's do that next. Mm -hmm. You see now how we essentially build like at every step we are delivering some value that is tied to a very clear outcome. You're moving up the mountain, aren't you? We're moving up the mountain. Yeah. And in all this, I haven't mentioned the word segmentation once, but I'm no. using segmentation to essentially move you up the value chain. Yeah. Yeah. And at the moment, I think everyone's sitting at the bottom of the mountain hearing, like you said, buzz, yeah, buzz marketing words, like micro-segmentation <laughs> or zero trust. And you just look at this mountain going... Oh my, well, when you explain it, it's like, we're just going to go up this one step. Uh, and absolutely. The, and then the next, and then all of a sudden, you know that you're at base point. And the next thing you know that you're, you're at, you know, you're yeah. at the peak without realizing it. Whereas I think at the moment, everyone just feels like it's a massive mountain to climb. hundred uh, percent. Right. And, and that's the thing. Like segmentation is a way of delivering an outcome, right? It's a way of delivering a, uh, a use case or a security outcome. It is not the outcome of itself. Right. And that's, that's what, everyone needs to understand mm. right um you don't do you don't sort of i've done segmentation it's not i've done segmentation i've used segmentation to go and deliver a particular outcome yeah and 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 you mentioned something really important about like take that first step right mm -hmm. it's also important that for every organization that first step could be different so right. we all got a different route at the bottom of the mountain. Uh, absolutely, right? It, like, it, it's sort of every organization can have a different first step and second step, right? Some For some for some organizations, the first step is often that hard step, right? Critical system has to be protected yeah. at all costs, right? Just has to be. Okay, yeah. I'll go and do that. And then I'll probably come back, get visibility everywhere, mm. and then work, sort of work my way up the yeah. hill again, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas other for other organizations... Getting visibility is the great value add, right? Because suddenly everything is lit up and they have mm -hmm. clear perspective and they just want the um, the safety that, okay, if I discover something bad moving on my environment, I, I can quickly it. just ring fence it, box it out, contain it, right? So I kind of want to be reactive, yeah. right? And then you've got obviously got people everywhere in the middle, mm. right? So it's, a, it's not a either you are not segmented mm. or you are segmented mm -hmm. right there's in fact you can be anywhere in between spectrum. in in that spectrum yeah. and again remembering that segmentation is not an outcome it's a way of delivering an outcome okay good so i think going back to some of the other things that people said i think you have covered like 
I one of the problems of doing mic- micro segmentation could mean risk of misconfiguration. Uh, and do you do you, your thoughts on that? Is that just because they're trying to do too much, too quick, or uh, what? What was your thoughts on that? With that was one of the things it, that came it, back to us. Yeah. It, again, right. Look, you are you are putting in controls, mm. right, where controls did not exist before. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. So you're putting in controls where controls did not exist before. And this is kind of goes back to where I say, like, what is your what is your sort of tolerance? Like, how much data do you need to have sufficient level of confidence that you've captured everything that is important? Mm-hmm. Right. You have to be able to. You have to be able to essentially put that, say, draw that line and say, okay, I need whatever one month of data, two months of data, three, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, right? And I'm engaged in the process. Yeah. Okay. Also, being comfortable with the fact that. Even with whatever one month, two months, three months of data, right? Um, you may not have captured everything, or you may just have missed something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it does involve sort of like we can, as vendors, we can provide all of the tech tooling to help you make, to help you make a better decision mm-hmm. and help it and help and make it easier for you to take mm-hmm. decisions, right? By using sort of um, like sort of analysis, analytics, uh, et cetera, ML to surface insights and yeah. so on. To say, oh, I think this is what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right, but sort of, but accept that you're, you may have to sort of, like, you may discover something that you've missed, mm-hmm. right? And be okay with going it and correcting it rather than saying, oh, I missed it. No, we've got to roll back and I need another three months, okay, right? Okay. Because you you're never like that's you know what that, you know what we know what's going to happen with that right another 3 months going to so come down you, the line you're going to miss back, something yeah, else yeah. right so it's it's essentially as much like accept that as careful as everyone will be right as much as everyone will try and capture everything mm-hmm. there is a chance that you'll miss something right but have a clear process plan right i think your your example of right we play football right yeah. right we kind of plan, all right, if, if one of our teammates gets sent off and we're in the lead, right? We don't just say, well, abandon the game, right? We go and <laughs> we go and <laughs> we go and figure out sort of, or if, if or actually a better way is that, okay, we're still like 2-1 down, right? We're still going to go out and try and score that goal to, 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 to draw, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to just throw the towel in and no. say, well, forget it. Yeah. It's the same way, right? Other, like, otherwise, you're not going to achieve the security uplift that you're looking to achieve. And... Right. It's very rare that people go and put in place additional security controls just because they, just because they are being good citizens. Right. Right. It would be great if everyone did that, <laughs> but the fact is, is that often there is a driver behind improving their security posture. Yeah. Right. So, if there is a driver, right, every time you feel you've got to reset, right because it's not perfect, you're just winding down the clock, right? And at some point, someone's going to come around and say, why is this not being done yet, mm. right? So in in order to uh, implement better security in a brownfield environment, you have to accept that there may be unplanned, unexpected outages, misconfigurations, yeah. and you just have to have a clear way of understanding what they are and being able to correct them, not unwinding, right? 
So that that's kind of how uh, that that's how I how I say. And as long as again, right, this comes back to the whole engagement, right? Yeah. If the stakeholders understand this and are aligned with it and have a clearly defined, here is how we move forward from this point plan, you will make success, right? The challenge comes in is when people are not aligned and the Mm. first first sign of, oh, you know what? We tried to segment this application. The application broke, right? So we're not going to do segmentation, right? That's, you hear that when organizations are not aligned, yeah and they're not all on the table like you said they haven't all agreed yeah, to this absolutely and it's much easier to sit you know like and go oh i knew that would go wrong yeah like, uh, of it's, course work my hands on that project and it, absolutely step away a hundred percent okay so other things that have come up with this whether you agree or agree integration with in- existing infrastructure micro segmentation requires integration with existing network infrastructure including firewalls switches and routers this can be challenging, especially in older networks where the infrastructure may not be designed for micro-segmentation. Well, do you agree? I mean, that's exactly why we <laughs> don't use the network to do segmentation at this granularity and at this scale. Right. Right. It's because the infrastructure was just not designed for it, mm-hmm. which is why any serious deployment of micro-segmentation, I hate that term, of segmentation mm-hmm. at scale and granularity doesn't depend on doing it at the network right right um now i think it's interesting about sort of integration with other technologies and other capabilities etc um that that's an interesting piece because integrations can be a source of additional sort of metadata about your environment like your asset data more visibility more visibility yeah. it could be uh, a way to essentially like automate and orchestrate mm-hmm. uh, capability. So there's absolutely segmentation, micro-segmentation, zero-trust segmentation can benefit from a number of upstream and downstream integrations. Yeah. But again, right, it's like, what do you, like, in order to achieve this first, like, this outcome, what do you need, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like, what what is the minimum set of things that you need in order to be successful with that, right? And what are bells and whistles, Okay, mm-hmm. so that that's kind of what I go go back and say is is that if this is the minimum amount of information you need, start with that minimum minimum amount of information, right? Don't say I need well, you know, I need absolutely every single bit of asset information in order to go and segment this one application. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. It only talks to like three other things, right? Yeah. So why do you need to know about your thousand other servers in the yeah. environment? You don't, right? No, it's no. as like a, as a it's a simple like. Uh, it's a very sort of like basic example, but um, don't like it's easy to overcook. The I think problem. that's the whole messaging with this. Like, even though it's called micro segmentation, it just feels like it's not micro. It's too broad. There's too much going on. If you overthink it, yeah. if you add too much data uh, into it, it's just absolutely. everyone. And as human beings, I feel we naturally, if we get overloaded with too much information, we all we all back away. Yeah, I mean, I can just. I've got a two-year-old son, six-year-old daughter, and you come in and they go, oh, mommy, I did this with my cookies, and oh, I did this yep. at school, and if you see my homework, and I'm with my shoes, and I've got my, oh, I've got a bruise here, and have you made me dinner? And like, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep, like, yep. You've just overload. Can we just, one of you talk. Yeah. What's the main thing you want to tell me when I walk through the door? Pick one, and then they pick that one thing, and you can do that. And then the other one, yeah, you pick one, and yep. then I can make them tea, and then at dinner I can go, right, what's the next thing you yeah. want to say? But it's that mass noise overflow of information that i can understand with this project where anyone discusses it goes i'm just i'm 
gonna leave that one in the corner because that's just a lot right I, there i can associate with that i have a very talkative 11 <laughs> year old and nine year old so they, they don't quieten down i thought you were gonna say that it winds down I, I, absolutely and they kind of want to talk to me at the same yes. time and give me and i'm like i can't process this um yeah I, 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 absolutely i think that's a that's a great analogy right and um when sort of I, I talk to prospects, I talk to customers, mm. right? Um, and even talk to sort of our own sales teams, right? Is when you kind of put in like your your requirements, right? Like you're doing your RFP or RFI, mm-hmm. right? And this is particularly sort of aimed at people who are thinking about, let's say, a segmentation solution, yep. right? Is when you're when you're authoring that RFP, right? Put it together in your desired set is mm. is capabilities that you know, right, that you're going to be able to operationalize. If the vendor says, yes, we can do that, right, are you, are you able to operationalize that the day you sign the contract, mm. right? If you're not, then that is not a requirement. That is not a, that is not a day one, day zero requirement. Right. Yeah. That is your that is your desired state. That's the that's yeah, where you'd that's love your desire. to be. So so as a prospect or as a customer, be realistic, right? What can you actually what are you actually going to be op- op- able to operationalize, right, with your existing resources, etc. Right, because one of the one. things we came one of the things that came up here was resource requirements. Implementing micro segmentation requires additional hardware, software, and most importantly, personnel, which can be a significant investment for an organization. What if we don't have enough people? This sounds like it's going to take my team to do a lot of this. So you're saying as well, before taking on a project, you know what bandwidth yeah. you've got in your team. Uh, uh, absolutely right, and I, I'm not gonna. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I think it would be wrong of me to say, "Oh, you know what? Right, actually, um, micro segmentation is gonna um, like free up people." Right. Right. It's it's a it's a new security capability. Yeah. Right. And to get any new capability off the ground in an organization, there is an initial investment in time and people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that initial investment in time and people have done properly. Essentially, you you get the you get the payback from it later, mm. right? Because you're then doing things properly the first time means you're not having to repeat things later to unwind mistakes, mm-hmm. right? So be mindful of that, right? So with a with a with a segmentation with a deployment of this type of capability, right? A lot of your resourcing requirements will typically be at the at the start of the uh, of the engagement. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to go necessarily go out and hire um, dedicated, right? Like mm-hmm. a new, like new resources mm-hmm. just to go and do this, right? Yeah. Oftentimes, you you will be able to look and look at your existing sort of team and be able to find sort of spare some resources available from from the existing, or you may complement them with an mm-hmm. additional resource where they're not necessarily doing segmentation full time, but kind of the, the responsibility is spread across yeah. the team, right? Um, but again, like it's it sort of, I, I keep going back to identify what that first outcome is, right? What do you need to do in order to achieve that first outcome? What is the resourcing you need? What is the the tools and technology sets that you need to, you need to have access to in order to make that mm make that successful scope out the scope out the resourcing for that make sure that it's available right at, at then so that you can be you can be successful yeah right it's um 
that that I think is, I I think um more more effort right needs to be put into that mm-hmm. right um it's it, so it, it's not I don't I don't want to um like I don't want to say okay you know what you can press a magic button and right and the technology will deliver you segmentation right but but there's no silver bullet there's no silver anything, bullet is it there's like... no there's no silver bullet but with um sort of and that's also marketing's fault for writing things or strap lines or yeah like you bias deploy this doom done like exactly exactly but you can build like with a um with sort of without having to essentially <laughs> blow the budget on resources mm-hmm. right you can build a good segmentation program with a very small set right of resources or in, in a number of cases, leveraging existing resources, yeah. right? And you can build a solid segmentation program from that, right? And the, the key to that, again, goes back to being very clear about what your objectives are at each stage, mm-hmm. right? And ensuring that you have the resources to support those objectives, right? Uh, and buy-in, I assume, from you being like a project manager and a leader, that you have to... You know, Absolutely. like if they're on board with this program or this segmentation project, they're gonna naturally be your champions. A hundred percent, right? Your yeah. your biggest champions, right? Which is why, like, making that first step mm. successful, right? Um, engaging, exciting, yeah. right? If, if that's the right word, yeah, yeah. And um, and palatable, mm. right? Is so important. Right, it, it's literally like you do that for you. You you do that first thing. You deliver that outcome successfully in a timely manner. Right, that then really sets the um, essentially establishes credibility yeah. for you to be more ambitious at the second step. Yeah. Right. So yeah, uh, so it's it's so important because you essentially rather than you being the champion of your own uh, capability of your own technology, having someone who's actually gone through the journey with you be the champion of it and say it's kind of like as a vendor our champions are our customers right mm. as opposed to us saying oh well we're great and let's make you successful because we've made them successful mm. it's better for them to say it to you and say hey, them as customers say hey you know what it was great right we use their technology we followed the recommendations we built strong processes we built engagement within our organization we delivered this successful outcome and now we're doing the next one mm. right that is really powerful yeah yeah uh, yeah, I just yeah, I think from everything that you're saying about it is a lot of being realistic, making it pal- palatable, controllable, small, getting buy-in. It's really just very good project management. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, all of this, isn't it, it? It it sounds like n- none of this is rocket science, right? Mm. Absolutely, nothing I've said here is rocket science, um, and it it's just it's speaking really from um, from ex- from experience, yeah. having. Um, having having done this and also having given sort of i'm like work in marketing now mm. right is really looking at what what the industry is saying right and looking at how like customers and prospects and other vendors sort of are are talking about or and sort of security experts are sort of talking about segmentation right yeah. and observing all of that and saying okay this is what Really, this is what the right approach is, right? This is how you. This is how you should present it to a customer. Mm. Present it as use cases, mm. right? How we, what use cases are you trying to solve, right? Present it as a journey, right? And make that journey into steps that are achievable, right? Help them. 
ensure that those steps only need the minimum amount of information or external inputs yeah. in order to be successful build strong champions right those are like that's that's kind of like the sort of the basics of the body of knowledge that we've built mm. on this both as a practitioner and now on the vendor side wow that went quick okay all right well we'll do a conclusion then because that went really fast okay so i think from all of this is that if you look at micro segmentation as a term that could appear painful but from going through all of this there are some quite fundamental steps that you can make to make sure that that journey that project mm -hmm. isn't painful at all mm -hmm. um so you're in your opinion if someone is looking at the bottom of the mountain and knows they need to do it knows they need to take that first step your recommendation of what they would do and obviously what a lumio can do to help you make that first step sure um actually i'll start with um i'll start with the lumio side right because yeah. it's, it's easier place to start right um fundamentally um Illumio, the Illumio's product set mm. really gives you two key capabilities that are applicable across your entire hybrid um, estate, yeah. right? Um, so endpoint, data center, cloud, containers, right? Um, and that is the ability to sort of, um, and also your OT, IoT infrastructure, is ability to have visibility everywhere, mm -hmm. right? Um, get complete end-to-end -end visibility between interactions between any two resources in your environment. And then the ability to write, validate, and implement policy to restrict that access, right? So the ability to proactively or reactively really um, limit the spread yeah. of of um, of any un unauthorized uh, activity, right? That that really fundamentally that is what Illumio's technology enables you to do, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so. Which which means that it now if we go to the um the sort of the, the, the prospect of the customer, as you said, at the bottom of that mountain. Yeah. Right? So um the the it's whatever that first step, whatever the outcome, right, is of that customer mm -hmm. and wh whether that be that outcome is I just want to get visibility everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Or I wanna go and separate my uh, IT and OT environments, mm -hmm. right? We enable that through those two core capabilities that our that our technology provides, yep. right? And we prov we essentially support you in providing you with best practices mm -hmm. that enable you t to achieve not just that first outcome, but then the outcome you want to achieve after that and and onwards. Because we really kind of see this as a we often talk about this as a kind of a zero trust segmentation journey, mm -hmm. right? And it being from essentially having no visibility and no control, right, on lateral movement mm -hmm. to being able to mature that so that you can get to a point where you have complete visibility mm -hmm. and complete control mm -hmm. over all, all of that sort of lateral movement. But equally, you may be happy anywhere on that, that. spectrum, yeah. right? And... Um, and we enable you to have to essentially make that journey mm -hmm. right uh, along that spectrum mm -hmm. right at a sort of at a pace of your choosing yeah making micro segmentation very manageable 
and not Absol- paying for it. A- absolutely. Or to say we're using microsegmentation to help you solve sort of real problems that you need to address. Thank you. Yeah, that was very interesting. I hope everyone else enjoyed that. Thank you so much for your time. Um, if anyone wants to connect with you, learn more about Illumio or yourself, where would you suggest the listeners should go? Um, head over to Illumio.com, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have There's a whole ton of great content on there. Um, go and check out our um, our podcast, the segment, a, a Zero Trust Leadership podcast. Yeah. Um, that's available on all the usual uh, podcasting platforms. Um, yeah and um, if you're going to be at InfoSec come and check us out at our booth thank you thank you very much thank you very much